Hi, good morning, good morning. All right, so, Hagdama to today's sponsor. 70 days ago, exactly 70 days ago, on Shabbos, Dav Chav Zayin, I read an email. It says like this, Hi, I followed your every share every day through Shabbos 19 when I was taken to the hospital with Corona. At 42, my first scene was made while me and my dad cried at the Purim Sudo with a minion in Kaddish. Rebelli, I have fallen behind now. Simple, my mind is far from clear and I'm still hospitalized in NYU. If you find it in your heart to have me in mind when saying to Hillim, it would mean so much. And he says, I am one of the many members of your secret Chabura. Thank you, Shlaimi Klein, Crown Heights. Here's a picture of Shlaimi Klein in NYU with oxygen. And from that day on, we said a lot of Tehillim for him, and uh, a friendship developed. Here's the, the guy from Crown Heights, Lubavitcher, and uh, the Litvak, like they like to call them, the Misnagid, whatever they, the Gronik from Panovich, on the other hand, and we, we, I feel a, a great connection to him. I see him a lot on Zoom. I call him out a lot. He actually sent me coffee, which never arrived. V'chulu, v'chulu. And it's amazing what the bond of Torah, because we have such a divide. I remember going to, to Crown Heights when I was a kid. I, I mentioned I stayed there for a few days, and I went to uh, Fabrengen, the whole thing, and I was looking for some Sfarim from the Gra, and they told me there, I don't know if it's true, they said, look, the guy never accepted the, the Baltanya, so the, the, they, they don't want Sfarim from the guy. Although the, the Litvaks, I know for a fact, they, they very much respect the, the Baltanya, etc. I hope that's not true about the Gaon. But anyway, let's say it is. doesn't matter. Th this bond of Torah, getting together different people from all different United Nations, United Nations. So we have the Gronics and the Lubavitchers. So here today... Shlomi Klein, what's that? Yeah. Hold on, let me just look it up here. Yeah. It says like this, in honor of my wife, Chani's birthday, my partner in life in Iraq, without her support, I would never have been able to make the commitment to learning the daf every day, and for that I'm truly grateful. May she be benched with a great year, full of joy, good health, and nachas, all my love, Shlomi Klein. So, going from, this is what he gets his wife. I don't know, I'm sure he got her other things, but it was important for him to dedicate Torah from Agronik to his wife. So it's unbelievable where, where we're coming here. Now, it's not from Agronik. It's Torah of Klai Yisrael, but yeah, you get the point. Also, I heard, I wasn't told by Rabbi Schoenberg himself, but I heard that Rabbi Schoenberg made a chasana yesterday. His granddaughter got married, so... A tremendous mazel tov. Is Shlomi Klein on there? I don't see Shlomi Klein, but okay. He's probably there somewhere. He works, he works uh, late, so I don't know. Not all. He's usually on on Sundays. Okay, real quickly. Um, dear Rebelli, first of all, I would like to thank you and everyone else involved for everything. You don't understand what the shear is for me. Second of all, today we talked about the Krushim. It came up that they were heavy. I thought you might find this interesting. The Rabbi Yankiv Galinsky in Parshas Pekudei, see attached, makes a very simple cheshben. He says that if the Krushim were an ama wide, an ama by one and a half ama, ama is two feet by three feet wide, wood. Imagine a beam, two by three feet, 18 feet long, plus whatever. 
three and two-thirds of a ton. Three ton and two-thirds, almost four tons each carriage. Simple cheshvan, that's what he says, so extremely heavy and most likely necessary to have more than... No, it wasn't. Salad, salad, salad uh, crushing. Um, okay, uh, this we'll just read tomorrow because we're running out of time. We have, to, we have a lot to do. I just want to say that it's a great time now to send in your emails if you have a great story about how the DAF inspired you or whatever, a good picture, a nice email. Great time to send that in to DAF, D-A-F-B-R-A-M-A at gmail.com. We have the shear right now on Zoom. We also have it at 9.15 at night, Israel time. So that works out to somewhere like 2.15, 1.15 in America. Okay. Best Seder. Now. We are holding. We have a lot to accomplish today. Omar, Rabbi Huda, Omar, Shmuel. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 15 lines from the bottom. Daf Tzadik Vavambeis. Today's Daf Tzadik Zayin. Mikoshesh. Guess what? This week's parsha. Going to be reading it in two days. Mikoshesh. Mikoshesh. What's Mikoshesh? The gatherer of what? What did he do exactly? Who was he? What is he? Mikoshesh Ma'avir Arba Amis B'Shosh Rabbim Havir. We're talking about carrying on Shabbos. Guess what? According to this man, the Omar, the Mekhoshesh ate him. What he did was, he walked in Rosh Hashanah for Amos. That was the big Averi that he did. In the Bryce it says, Toilash In order to get the wood, he had to cut it. He was Toilash. He was a gatherer. Mekhoshesh, he gathered the wood. So it's one of three things. What's the difference what he did exactly? Look at the Rav. The Omar Rav, Motsasi Megillah Starim, Beirav Chiyo, because of me. Remember, we had also this Lushan. Megillah Starim is in the time of the Gemara when you couldn't write down halacha, you couldn't write down the Gemara, it's Peh. If you heard a, a really interesting Chiddush, you wrote it down and you hid it. So nobody else could see it until Rebbe came along and made the Gemara, the Mishnayis. And he found one from Bey Reb and it says, Isi ben Yehuda Oimer, Avais Melachis Arbaim Chaser Achas, the Avais are 39, Ve'enoi Chayev Ela Achas. So don't get excited yet, the Gemara is going to fix this up. But it says, You're only Chayev one Chatos if you do all 39 Melachis. Achas Besuloi, how could that be? Vosnan. We must have had this Gemara at least five times in this Mesech. It says in the Mishnah, the, the, the Mishnah of 39 Malachas. What does it say? It's, it tells you the number, 39. And the Gemara asks, I know how to count. <clears throat> I realize that my sore throat, my cough, whatever it is, is not going to go away until I go away. So I need to like, take... Like, it's just shear after shear. It's never going to heal. I just like every day I say, okay, tomorrow is going to get no, still sore. So if I try to sing, it's going to be sore. There might be a song coming up. Rabbi said, get, get ready, get ready. Opposite. The reason why it says thirty-nine is to tell me that if I did all thirty-nine, you chayiv thirty-nine chatois in one awareness. 
So we have to fix it up. Out of the 39 melachas, there's one melacha that you don't get an einish for. Which one is it? Go figure it out. But one thing I can figure it out. If the Mekoshish Eitzim did melacha A, and he got Misa, so that's for sure a melacha that you get Misa for. That's all I know. So Rabbi Yudah holds that the Mekoshish Eitzim he was over on Hoytzan Shabbos. So obviously, this Megillah Starim is not telling you that Hoytzah is Potter. Umas Nisim the Brysa, Pshitalei the Toilish Chayev. Viravacharayakov Pshitalei the Ma'amar Chayev. So whatever you hold, the Makoshish was, that's where you're going to hold that it's Pashat that you are Chayev. Marsova Hermias Lemisapko, Marsova Hermias Lemisapko. There is no Suffolk in that exact item. Tonarabono. Who was the Mekoshesh? Mekoshesh Zet Slavchad. The famous Slavchad. The daughters of Slavchad came to Moshe Rabbeinu and they said, Avinu Meis. It seems like he deserved to die. It says in the Pasuk, he, he sinned. But we don't have an Achla. What do we do with an Achla? And Moshe Rabbeinu asked HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So who's the, who's the Mekoshesh? That's why he died. Slavchad died because he was a Mekoshesh. Whatever he did, he did Oitzah, Havara, there was Asra, they told him, don't do it. And he continued carrying, he continued cutting wood, continued being Ma'amer. So the word Bamidbar and Bamidbar, I was, I was curious when I was reading this Gemara. So it says Bamidbar, Bamidbar, so I, I typed in Bamidbar, came out that it says in the Torah Bamidbar 60 times. So each one is Xeri Shava. I was just thinking maybe, I don't know, because I, I, I didn't check all 60, but maybe these are extra. Right. So that's why it's extra. They were in the Midbar, so why is it saying Avinu Meis Ba Midbar? I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that, we're going to get into that now. But even as the, there's a, a Messiah, it has to have like a unique word. It can't say it says... Moshe over here, and it says Moshe over here, so Xer Shav. I mean, it says hundreds of times. Vayoymer. It says Vayoymer, or it says Hashem. <laughs> Hashem here and Hashem there, and great. It's good. It has to have a unique word. Bamidbar is definitely not unique. In fact, the whole Chumash is called Bamidbar. So we should do Xer Shav from Chumash to Chumash, ah, whatever. Mala Alon Slavchad, Afkan Slavchad. Divi Rebbe Kiva. So Rebbe Kiva learns this Xer Shav. Very interesting, he tells him. Akiva. You are going to get punished because of this. Pick your poison. If you are right that it's in fact slavchad. Very interesting. You see, for a fact that the Torah doesn't name him by his name, and it gives a... Calls him the Mekhoshish. The Torah knew his name, and the Torah could have mentioned him by his first name. And when, when B'nai Slavchal came, they mentioned him. So you're going to get a din for that. And what about all the other things that you're Megala from the Torah? Seems like the Torah specifically wanted it hidden. Bimlav, and if it's not Slavchad, Atamoytzi Lazaloysi Tzadik. I don't even remember. We had a beautiful Ramah that says that he made a Pshat on Ruvain with the Dudaim. Remember that Pshat? And then the Ramah says that he dreamt. That Reuven came and said, thank you for saying the pshat. You're saving me. Everybody said that I, I did an Avera. 
And there was the discussion whether the dead people, they are insulted. If they, if it's Moitzila, it's not Moitzila. But we did have a Gemara, in fact, that somebody made fun of Shmuel, I think it was. And he got, the guy, as he was walking, a beam came and hit him in the head and killed him. So Gemara says... Right. Anyway, well, over there the Gemara says, who cares? But there is a thing of you get punished for saying a rumor, a wrong rumor about a tzaddik, even though he's dead, you're going to get punished. Yeah, why? Were you here when I said that you have to go like this? You have to, and the guy sent me a whole email afterwards that he's in a stadium or somebody's in a stadium and he saw a guy take his jacket and go like that. He wondered what this is. He started talking to me Yiddish, yeah. I think it was, no, that was Yossi Goldstein. He said over the Maisa, yeah. But what are we going to do about Xer Shava? Like you asked Naftali, what do you do? Rabbi Kiva has Xer Shava and Xer Shava comes. By tradition, you get it from your, your Rebbe. You can't just make it up. He didn't learn it. He didn't hear it from his Rebbe. So you have to see this Taisvis. Amazing Taisvis. It's the only Taisvis here. But Rebbe Kiva did get it from his Rebbe. So it's a Kabbalah. This is a Yisoyed for all of Shas. They knew this 476 Xer Shavas, let's say, I'm just throwing out a number, whatever it is, 223. says, wait a minute, this doesn't fit into my 223. He did a real quick calculation, went through the whole Shas. Eh, this one is extra, it's not here. And Zo, you, you can't add one. You can't, oh, your Rebbe heard it. It's too, there's only X amount. I wish I knew the number. But that's what Taisi says. He refused to accept it. So it's exactly like you said, Naftali. There's an exact amount. Not only is there an exact amount, you have to get it from your Rebbe. You don't just make up. Bamidbar, Bamidbar, oh, they ate kugel here, so it's kugel there. It, it has to be exact, and it, you get it from your Rebbe. And all the Xer Shavas we learned, by the way, were all Allah Hamish Messina. Moshe Rabbeinu got it on Har Sinai. It's not something that came up later on in life, and, uh, you know, in the time of the Gemara, and they made up Xer Shavas. These are Kabbalahs that they got generation from generation. So why did Slavcha die? Again, in, th- in this week's parasha, they went up to the mountain to fight. They weren't supposed to. They had an inspiration to fight. That was his Aver. Now, what he's saying here, and Rashi points it out, that it's much less. It's not the biggest Aver. It's, it's an Aver. Any time a Kosh says don't, then you do. But it's not like Chil Shabbos. It's not on the same level as Chil Shabbos. Fine. In other words, don't be mighty lads and say, ooh, he did a, a Chil Shabbos. He wasn't a Machal Shabbos. He's a Shomer Shabbos, right? That was like the first thing we said in Masech Shabbos. How do you define a Jew? Shomer Shabbos. So he was a Shomer Shabbos. Okay, he was Nichshal. He went up the mountain. It's not like he's not Shomer Shabbos. Similarly, Hashem Bom Vayelach. HaKadosh Baruch was upset at Miriam and Aaron for saying Lashon Hara Moshe Rabbeinu. We had the whole sugi the other day. Why, why is Moshe Rabbeinu separated from his wife? How can you talk about Avdi Moshe? 
What does it say? Bump. HaKadosh Baruch was mad at them. Both of them. Not just Miriam. Milamit shana af Aaron in Tzara. Even Aaron got Tzara's. Divrei Rebbe Kiva. Omer Rebbe Yudim Yisairo Akiva. Same exact thing. Regardless, you're going to get punished for what you just said. If you're right that Aaron Akoyen sinned and he got Tzara's, the Torah didn't say so. The Torah said it about Miriam. The Torah didn't want you to know about Aaron. You're making up a story about Aaron. But it's a great proof. He says, says Yes, they both got yelled at. But only Miriam got the Tzara's. Aaron looks at Miriam and he sees that she's a Metzorah. What does it vayifa mean? No, he himself had it, but he was done with it. He was already moving on in life, and he looked and he saw that she still has the tzaras. That was the difference between Aaron and Miriam. They both got it, but Aaron had less days. Amr shlakish. You know, you know what this means, Rabbi Yisrael. When this is uh, I got the. You know what's coming up, right? <laughs> they always do this. It's like. They give you the story, they, they read the email before, you know, they, they give you the, the, the Agatha, and now there's going to be a festa sugya. Omer Shlokish. The famous halacha, the famous concept. Somebody is, he suspects somebody that's kosher. So and so did something wrong. He gets punished physically. Don't suspect people. If you don't know for a fact, don't suspect. The chsiv. Uh, maybe people say it wrong. Uh, whatever. Uh, for us, kosher. Somebody that's kosher. Because says to Moshe go redeem Klai Yisrael. He says, no, they're not going to believe me. Who are you? They're going to say, who, who? Why do you say that? How do you know that Klai Yisrael is not going to believe you? Baruch knew the future and knew that they are going to believe him. Oh my Lord. Hain. <clears throat> no, we need a song. Since Brooks, we didn't sing. How come you not helping me? Who cares? Hello, I love you. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. Ah, ah. Brings back memories from Brachas. Uh, you, you see, he wants to buy another item. Yoshin. <laughs> every day, every day. Yesterday was a computer. Mordechai. <laughs> maybe, maybe in Khanami. First, I need a better mic. Then we'll get a boom mic. You mean no, nobody heard anything? They just heard me singing? Okay, great. Hey, Maminim, Bnei Maminim. They are believers, the, 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 the descendants of believers. And you think you're so great. And you yourself are going to have a chesorin and a muna. Hey, Maminim, how do you know that they are believers? They believe. Bnei Maminim, the descendants of believers. Where did it happen that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't believe? 
You and Aaron, Moshe and Aaron, you didn't believe in me. It says, You get punished. Put your hand inside over here, your chest, pull it out, and what's going to happen? Saras. So you Saras. Oh my Rav. The good measure, the, the, the award that Kosh Baruch gives comes quicker than Midas Paranus, than a punishment. He took out his hand, he put it in, and only when he took it out, it was Tsaras. So, what do you see here? So if you look at the Pasuk real quickly, I thought it was just Kedai for this. It says in the Pasuk, he put it in Chekoi. You see? Chekoi. It's already in his Chek. So then why does it say, He took it out. Where else did he take it out? It's already, it's in Chekoi. So this extra word, Mechekoi, comes to tell us, says the Gemara, Mechekoi hu Kibsaroi. The extra word mechekoi tells me that from within his pchek, who's already healed. It's only when he took it out. When he, when he went like this, then all of a sudden it turned into shelling. It wasn't shelling in here. It wasn't white. It was regular. Then he took it out and ah, then it turned. Over here, I don't know the nafkamina exactly. You know, tzaras hurts. It's painful. Maybe the pain stopped immediately. We felt it already when it was inside. Vayivla, just to show that the concept that Mida Toiva comes before Midas Peronus. Vayivla Mata Aaronis Matoisam. So, Aaron makes a snake out of his staff, so then the Mitzrim imitate it, and then his staff goes ahead and it swallows up all the snakes. What swallowed the snakes? Was it a snake or a stick? Says the Gemara, Omer it was a stick. It went right back to being a staff. And that staff swallowed all the snakes. So that was an interesting, another nace within a nace. Because a snake does swallow crazy things, right? Snake swallowed an alligator. Snake swallows humans. So it could swallow snakes. It's not, but that a stick swallows other snakes, that's a chiddush. If you have a on one side and a on the other side, and you have a in the middle. And now we're going to go into beautiful lumdash idea here. Where is the machloikis exactly? Is the machloikis between Rebbe Kiv and Chachamim under tenth fachim? And what's the shail and the machloikis? The mar sova rinon kluto kemishu huncha. We had this idea already, and I'm sure you already are starting to notice that most of the ideas that we have we repeated, and it goes through shas like that. You have it's not like a one-time thing and you put it away. Kluto kemishu unchadami. What's kluto? Like, uh, there's a lot of people now that want to make Aliyah because Eretz Yisrael doesn't have Corona, no riots. People are talking about Aliyah. What do you go, when you do Aliyah, you go to, um, what is it called? Misrata Klita. What's Misrata Klita? The, the Ministry of, of Absorption. You know, the, the Absorption Ministry. So, Kluta means it's absorbed. It, it's, it's as if it landed in midair. So, it's flying through the Rosh Hashanah. In slow motion, it landed. Halachically, it landed in Rosh Hashanah. So that is the machlekes. Could you say such a concept? The idea that it landed while it's still moving in motion, is that something you could say? 
Rabbi Kiva holds that's as if it landed. Umar minon kluto So the whole machlokes is within ten tefachim of Rishus Rabbim where it is Rishus Rabbim. But above ten tefachim, it's not Rishus Rabbim anymore. What is that called? Above ten tefachim, a makom p'tur. Now, so you're asking if above ten tefachim is not Rosh Hashanah, so how come you're chayiv every time you carry? Because that's what they did in the Mishkan. It's Moshet, and you're chayiv, even though it's a Makam Tur. It's chayiv because it's above Rosh Hashanah. The question is whether or not you learn throwing, is throwing similar to passing the beam over this four-ton beam to your friend, or not? Right now we're saying no. No connection. No connection between throwing and passing. They're two different things. And I don't learn throwing from passing. So above ten tefachim, everybody's going to agree it's potter. Machlaikah says, below ten tefachim. Do we say kluta? As if it landed. Oh, sorry. Maybe, perhaps, no. The whole machlaikah is the opposite. Above ten tefachim. And what's the, the svar in the machlaikas? The and and by the way, just sticking in for a millisecond that I don't want to confuse the oilam, just a rashi here that when the Mishnah says Hazoyrik Potter, not like we explained in the Mishnah that that's referring only to Chachamim, it's going to be according to everybody. Hazoyrik, above Tantvachim, Potter, fine. Now, What's the second side? Perhaps the machlokes is above ten tefachim and below ten tefachim. That goof is the machlokes whether or not you learn throwing from passing. Passing we know, passing one beam to another person in Rishus Yachet Rishus Rav is Isadaraisa. That's how it's saw. is throwing the same thing. Rabbi Kiva says yes, it's the same thing. You're chayiv. Chacham say no. But under the tenth vachim, even chachamim agree chayev. My time, kluto, everybody will invoke this concept of kluto, and therefore even chachamim will agree that you are chayev. Okay, this is an old question that Rav Chisda was wondering about. told him, listen, it's very simple. So now what we're going to see is a machalikas. Three, three things going on here. Two are very similar. Two are going to say that the machalikas is in kluta, whether kluta can be shun or not. And the other one is going to say, no, the machalikas is whether we say zoyrik is like moishet. It says, if you pass Something from Rushus Hayachid to Rushus Hayachid. And there's a Rushus Harabim in the middle. But look what it says here. Rushus Harabim Atzma. What was wrong if the Brahsa would just say there was a Rushus Harabim, period? What's Atzma? Itself. What does that add? Oh, itself comes to tell us the Chaira. Says the Gemara, Bekivim Achayva Chacham Poitrim, Midikamar Rushus Harabim Atzma. We're dealing with under ten tefachim. It's literally rishus harabim, not above ten tefachim. Where it's a makom tour, it's rishus harabim. So pshita, from this it seems obvious. The whole machlokes is under ten tefachim, which is rishus harabim atzma.
Now, if I want to argue on this, I'm going to just have to explain away what the word atma means, which the Gemara does later. Now, what is the machlaik between Rebbe Kiv and Chacham? Rebbe Kiv says, under 10th Fachim, you're Chayiv. And Chacham says, under 10th Fachim, you are Potter. What's going on here? Did he carry it or throw it? I'll prove to you that he threw it. Because carrying, if you're just carrying it, you're chayv for carrying something above ten tefachim. We had this gemara five days ago on Shabbat. What? The 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 not the head. The um the arayin, the mizbeach. They were carrying it on their kosef, which was we made a whole cheshbon, the two thirds below, and there, but it's above ten tefachim. And we said chayv became masiv and Right? There's three families, Gershom, Rory, Kahas. Kahas always carried things. And they carried it above ten vachim. El Alav, this brisa that says that it's Asur, cannot be referring to carrying. El Alav is Talking about throwing. And below ten vachim, Yechayev. Why? Because you don't learn throwing from carrying. And therefore, your potter above ten vachim, Shmamina, Bekluto, Kimishum, Pligi. In other words, above 10 Tvachim, everybody agrees, I do not learn throwing from carrying. But below 10 Tvachim, the Machlegis will be Kluta. Do we say that it's as if it rested, even though it didn't rest? Shmamino. Now we have another opinion here. Upliga de Rebelazar. Dama Rebelazar. Mechaev hoya Rebekiva afilu lemalamasara. Rebekiva was Mechaev. If you threw the item, even above Asar Tvachim, Atzma. Oh, but the word Atzma would seem like that it's below Ten Tvachim. Atzma, the physical Rishus Rav. Where's the physical Rishus Rav? Below Ten Tvachim. That even if you throw something below Ten Tvachim, it's Mamish, Mamish Rishus Rav. Doesn't get any more Rishus Rav than that. Rabbanon say, Potter, because you threw it. Fine. So the machlaikis here is if, if you learn Zarek from Moshet. Upligidur of Chilkia bar Toivi, and this argues with Chilkia. Nomar of Chilkia bar Toivi. Toich Shloisha, Divriakal Chayev. Within three Tvachim of versus Rabbim, everybody agrees that Yechayev. Why? What is that called? Lavud. It's like there on there, even though it's moving. Above ten tefachim, the Riyakol Potter. Why? Because it's not Rosh Hashanah anymore. Megimel vad asara banal machlokes rebekiv rabbanon. So here too, is machlokes of kluta between three and ten, because below three is Rosh Hashanah. Above ten is not Rosh Between three and ten, machlokes. Do we say kluta? Tanin amehachi b'toch shloisha the Riyakol chayav limalam asara. Above ten, enoy elamishum shvus. What does the word shvus mean again? Again, shvus means it's only idrabanan. Listen to this. If I throw something from Rishusayach to Rishusayachim, even if there's no Rishusarab in the middle, that's Asr Midrabanan. Why? Rabban say you need an Erev Chatseris. That's what Erev Chatseris is, to get away from that Dirabanan. So even if I have I live next to my neighbor and I throw a ball into his rishos. Over. I have a shayla, stop. To see if the ilum is holding cup in Masech Shabbos. 
If I throw a ball to Rishus HaYachid, but by mistake, I didn't realize that I'm very weak, and it landed in Rishus Rabbim. What's the halacha? Am I chayiv for anything or not? Lechleikas? <laughs> You're my, that's where Hill used to sit. <laughs> what is that called? Anybody remember? Huh? Why are you potter? Oh, oh. Laibi and Nachman are saying, because So there's a better word for it. What is that called in Gemara language? We have to get this musik very strong. It's called a misasik. Misasik means if I lift up a knife from the ground because I just want to, I want the knife, I want to bring it home, and by mistake I cut a branch, completely potter. Why? I had no intent. I had no. It's not It's not that I want to do this and I went here. Over here is misasik. Says Rashi. Fine. We're gonna get. There. I just want to see if the oil is holding a misasik. What? He intended to pick up the knife. He intended to pick up the knife, but he had no intent to cut the branch. He intended to throw it into Rosh Hashayachu, which would be a potter. It landed in Rosh Hashayachu, which was chayiv, if I intended to throw it into Rosh Hashayachu. But I had no intent. It's like me walking to Shul, not knowing at all that there are ants on the floor, and I killed one by mistake. That's a misasik. I hear. I hear, you have a question on Rashi. Zogdi Gemara, you're asking a question, you're saying a pshat. You're asking? It should be potter, but the, and it landed by mistake in the middle. He thought he could get it over the highway. He didn't realize that the highway is a lot wider than he thought, and it landed in, in Rosh Hashanah. No intention to throw it in Rosh Hashanah, just <coughs> fine. Says the, says the Bryce here. Above, above, Lamala Masore Nechayev, Einoi Elo Mishum Shvus, it's only Isidur Abanon, Vimhoi Rushuya Shaloi. If he owned both properties, Mutter, because the whole Isra of the Rabbanon, from going from one property to the other property, is, uh, it's Isidur Abanon, which you need an Erev Chateris. Over here, I don't need Erev Chateris because I own both properties. And that's it. Mishloishav Adasara, Rebakiva Mechayev, Vechacham and Poitrim. And the whole machloikas is between 3 and 10, exactly like the Gemara said before, so we have a good right to that pshat. Omar Mar, im mutar. If he owns both rishusayachids, then it's mutar to throw from one to the other. Leib to have it the rav. Perhaps this should be a big kash on rav. Didmar, we learn shnei batim b'shnei tzidr rishusarabim. There's two houses on two sides of rishusarabim. Rav, 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 in the name of rav, they say, now, it seems like, and it's pretty obvious that he owns both of them. Because it says a second later, Why would Shmuel say you're allowed to throw from one to the other? Because he owns both of them. If he owns both of them, Rav says, in that case, it's also to throw from one to the other. Huh, I just said in the Brisa that if you own both of them, Mutter, so the Brisa is a steer to Rav. It says the Gemara, that's different. One is above the other. It's really hard to judge your throw. So he thought that he's going to get it there. But it's lower, it's higher, whatever it is. And that's why he missed it. So since it's hard to, to gauge the distance, yeah, you're standing on top of a mountain, you're trying to throw down, you think you could do it. It looks, oh, it's just a valley. And then you realize that, you know, it's three miles away. 
So it lands short. So what are you going to do? You're going to go get your ball. You're going to go retreat. You're not going to leave your ball in the middle of a valley. Go to, that's a problem. On this, Rashi points out, and what about the fact that I was over Israel now? I thought I could get it all the way through Rosh but it landed in Rosh That is a misasseh, says Rashi. Where do we know this thing called Wow. Oh, you saw it for all of Shas. We say love it, love it all day long. Comes up all the time. But how do we know it? Just so you know what a, a Malkit is. We had this a bunch of times. This is this tool, a planer. In other words, since Rosh Hashanah cannot be perfectly even, they didn't have those uh, two million dollar machines that, that put pavement on the ground to the millimeter. They didn't have, the, the, the roads went like that. Go to Ukraine or whatever, you'll have what's going on. So yeah, it looked like this. So it can't be. So there's going to be bumps. Three Tfachim. We'll say with the, everything within that three Tfachim is considered flat. You can't plane it down. So why did you limit it to 2.999? Above three also maybe. The famous, if you guys remember from Yoni's Sukkah uh, Mishnayis, a guy makes a wall, but there's three Tfachim from the bottom of the wall of his Sukkah to the floor. What does Yoni have there? You guys don't remember Yoni? The goat. The goat could go underneath. So that's a sugya of but what's the connection over there to, to bumps? There's no bumps, nice flat surface. What's the difference? Over there, it's simply because there's no mechitza. It physically doesn't separate anything. If the cats in the neighborhood, in those days they had goats, today we have cats. If cats can go in and out, they don't even realize it's mechitza. They don't have to duck, they just walk right in. That's not a machita. Okay, so let's go to another raya. What about a case where the machita of the sukkah goes within three tfachim of the top of the sukkah? Again, no, no connection to having a flat surface on Rosh Hashanah. It, it's a concept of invoking love. Rashi brings the, another case. You have it today, they sell these sukkahs. Because people, the halacha is that a sukkah cannot flap in the wind. So all these material sukkahs have issues. So what do they do? They sell you a kit. They put these ropes uh, within three tfachim, one rope and then another rope, and it's nice and taut. They, they don't move in the wind. And I go from this rope to this rope. Rashi brings that case down. Case in Erevin. What about that? What does that have to do, what does that case have to do with having a flat surface in Rosh Hashanah? I'm using a concept of lava that everything that's within three tfachim is connected. Nothing to do with flat surfaces. We're on a vertical surface, not a flat surface. Says the Gemara, I think we knew this already, but the Gemara now says it mafurish. It's Allah Don't try to figure it out from Gemaras and logic. This is Allah That's it. Torah so now we have a reverse case. I, I don't know if you remember, this is all the way from Shabbos Daf Hay. Remember, I found this picture, a beautiful picture of a, well, there's another guy in China that's even a more interesting picture, a real stubborn individual who refused to move his house when they were building a, you know, a 10-lane highway. 
So this Nebuch guy has a house smack in the middle of 10 lanes that he actually built them like a ramp and everything to get in and out. But here's a nice picture of a, of a guy's house on a Rosh its own private property. And here you have massive highway, three lanes in each direction. So he goes from Rosh Hashanah, throws a ball all the way over a house, and it lands in Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah It's hard to fathom such a thing. Where do you have two Rosh Hashanahs that are parallel to each other? But here, nice case. Very rare, but it happens. It's a serious Rosh Hashanah. Even has a, a house with a, with, a, with a roof, as the Gemara is going to say in a second. Rebbe Mechaev v'chachomim poitrim. The whole chiyuv is when there is Rosh not just four walls, but four walls and a roof. Why? Says Rashi, because then it's choshech. Umali havla. It's stuffy. So it's not like literally there's things all the way up to the roof, but the fact that it's dark and stuffy, that fills up the room. That fills up the room. Then when I... Is it more interesting, my, the way I look on the TV? The hands... Oh, you like, you like the, 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 the delay. Like, if you don't get something, you look right to the screen, and then you can chav. It's a quick chazar. I get it. <laughs> I look better. I like skinny, the TV thing, yeah. Fine. So he says that if the house, this house, you see, this, and this picture, beautiful, it has a roof. So if the ball passes over the roof, then I have kluta, then it's as if it landed in this full area of Rosh Hashanah. Huh? No. Yeah. That's crazy. You know what an army have to have to do that? It's like a stadium, like a stadium. Well, the stadium is surrounding kind of, no? It's certainly, uh, well, that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, okay, fine. Interesting. Says the Gemara, amazing thing. In this case, that I throw a ball from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. And I'm telling you, logically, the ball landed in Rosh Hashanah. And then it went and continued and went into Rosh Hashanah. So what do I have? I have a stopover. So if I have a stopover, I could be the guy two things. One, Hachnasa. I went from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. That's called Hachnasa. And then from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, that's called Eitzah. It's a little bit reversed, but fine. We get the idea. The idea is that he's chayv two things here. Let's turn the page. Tomorrow I'll read an email from a guy that says, you don't say turn the page. You say turn the daf. You guys agree? Not agree? Turn the page. I'll tell you why, because whatever. Remember the Mechaev, Rebbe, I'll tell them about Mav. So in this case, what's going to happen? Wow, 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 wow. Okay, today's shir is going 20 minutes over time. L'meimer the mechaiv, Rebbe, I told them, welcome out. L'chaira, the tolda is what? Hachnasa, because we learned yesterday, the Torah talks about Hitzah only. Don't bring from Rosh Hashayachat to Rosh Hashayachat. But over here, the Rosh Hashayachat part, the Rosh Hashayachat is called Hachnasa, that's a tolda. So you're telling me that you have two korbanas if you do a tolda with the av? Again, Hadvarim is three because Dvarim is two and the extra hay is three. Ela is Gematria 36, 36 plus three, 39. This tells us 39 Melachas. Why? 
And therefore, 39 malachas you're chayiv, and you're not chayiv anything else. You're not chayiv for a tolda. You said your halacha that Rebbe says in this case, in this case, this beautiful picture, Rebbe says you chayiv two karbanas. That's not true. That's not what the halacha was said about. So completely something else. It's not on Rebbe. His name is not even Rebbe. Let's push the blame onto Rebbe Huda. And if we push the blame on the Rebbe Huda, we don't have a contradiction. Now we know for a fact that Rebbe says you're only chayiv 39 malachas. We don't know that Rebbe Huda says it. So if I could push this onto Rebbe Huda and say that he's chayiv two, nowhere else in Shas does it say Rebbe Huda says you only chayiv one. Maybe I don't have such a problem. If I throw, it's talking about throwing. He did two things here. He went from Rishus HaYochad and Rishus HaRabim, Avera number one. Avera number two is that it moved in Rishus HaRabim four Amas. Well, we know that if you move in Rishus HaRabim with the Chayfetz, four Amas, you're Chayv. So it says over here, Now what does it mean he's Chayv? The Gemara wants to understand that he's Chayv two Korbanos. Shmuel holds that it's Yichayv two Karbanas. Why? Because if you're going to tell me he's only Chayv one according to Rabbi Yehuda, that's impossible. Because who's Mechulik on Rabbi Yehuda? Chachamim. And they say Potter. Potter means nothing, zero. At least one is over. He did one Isser of going from Rishus Hayyach to Rishus Rabbim. Says Gemara, that's not a great Raya. Perhaps Rabbi Yudha says one and Chachamim say zero. Why? Why Chayiv zero? Like you guys were saying before, that you need a Malachis Machshavas. You need a Machshava. And he didn't do his Machshava. What? I wanted, I wanted to rest right away. The Rebbe saw that Amrin and Kluto are coming soon, At the end of the day, as it moved, got into Rishus Rabim, Rishus Rabim got it. It rested in Rishus Rabim, so he's high right away. This is Avidah leMachshavto, and his Machshava happened as soon as it crossed the border. Since I don't say this concept of Kluto, so it never rested. And if it didn't rest, Lo Yisavidah leMachshavto, he didn't want it to, to to rest 20 feet away from the borderline. He wanted to rest immediately, and it didn't happen. And that's the Gemara later on. We're going to see. Guy tried to throw four Amas, then went to eight Amas. What happens? Perhaps Rebuda holds there's only one carbon here. And Chacham holds zero carbonus. But I don't have a Raya that Rebuda holds two carbonus. So who? Says the Gemara, look. The Tanya Rebuda Moisif Af Hashoivet Damedaktik. Oh. So what's that? We had this already in our Mesechta. Shoivet. So if you're putting on the loom, you're putting the, the chassis, these strings, what happens a lot of times, you know, they become entangled. So you take a, a tool and you untangle the strings. Or once you have on the loom, you have your, your, your material going, you bang it a little bit. You give it a, a few clap, claps, and it goes back into position. It's nice and taut, not too taut, whatever. So the Tashoyvah comes to you and says, you say this 39 malachas, I say this 41 Mesach is when you put the, the thread right through these holes in the loom, that's Mesach. It's the same thing he said. They said. That's weaving, that's part of the weaving process to push it down. 
My love, that he did the weaving and he pushed it down and he's chayv too. Shema Menom Chayv Hoi Rabbi Yudah told him, Welcome Av. Mimai, the obvious answer. He didn't do it together. He did, he did the shoivet by himself and he did the, uh, the, the, the medactic by himself. Rabbi Yudah told him, Welcome Av, Loi Mechayv. And Rebuda never says that you have two karbanas if you do weaving and pushing down the thread. A tolda and av. You don't get two karbanas. So what's the machlis then between Rabbanan and Rebuda? The Rebuda saw Varhani obviously knew you have to call Shoivit and Medactic two different names and uh, two different avas, and therefore I have 41 avas, Lemainaf Kimina. This is a Hechatimza that I have to bring 41 karbanas. According to Chachamim, the most I could ever get to is 39 karbanas. Rabbanan saw Varhani told us Nino. Review the says the word Moisif. He adds. What is he adding? He's adding Avais. Fine. So let's stop here. Middle of the line. We'll stop here. We'll continue tomorrow as a shorter daf. We'll catch up. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. An abridged version of Shira Malis. Yosef, how you doing? Good to see you. Any movement? Rent, yeah. Hmm? It's good It's all for the best. Ah, you mean that? For rent, it's good.